Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Do you believe you can live a pain-free, vital life? Do you want to step back into your power and share your gifts with the world? Are you ready to make a commitment to you? It's time to reclaim your inheritance as a self-healer. Welcome to the Nature of Healing. Hello, healers. I'm Roseanne. How's everyone doing today? How'd everyone fare over the last week? The weather is crazy here in the Midwest. We're expecting more cold, but I'm, we're used to it. I shouldn't complain. There's more to complain about. In fact, I want to continue some thoughts from our last discussion on the transgender agenda and the consequences for humanity. These are greater consequences than the cold in the Midwest, for sure. This agenda is part of a bigger transhumanist agenda, and it's more than just artificial intelligence. It's a structure of evil based in a system of systems under the United Nations. This should tell you something right off the bat. This umbrella agenda is a global mandate that conforms world cultures, politics, religions, and even us individuals into one blob identity. For that to happen, the human body needs to be invaded. A bioinvasion happens when our boundaries are down and we're not protecting ourselves. It's like an invasion of a country or an invasion of a cell. The title of this podcast is Bioinvasion Breach of Integrity. At the point of a bioinvasion, the soul is at risk of being suppressed. The soul cannot be destroyed, however, because you can't destroy energy. Others can control it, and it happens when you give up your power. So this topic has been on my mind, as you can tell, simply because there's no real discourse on what's happening in front of our eyes. And people are rightfully feeling alone when they aren't able to talk about these things that violate common sense and morality. It's a violation of the human soul. But it's hard to know how to piece it all together. And for some reason, I seem to be able to want to do that. To put puzzle pieces together. Disclosure, though, I'm not good at Sudoku puzzles. But I can take apart an agenda if you give me a few minutes. I also want to give you a recipe for fire cider, a great herbal cold and flu tonic that you can make in your own kitchen, and it comes from a wonderful herbalist and humanitarian, Rosemary Gladstar. I'll do that at the end, so stick with me till then. Yes, it is a bribe. <laughs> so let's get to it. In the last podcast, we talked about what's coming for us, and we likened it to a steam engine that can't be stopped. But I always talk about solutions, don't I? I don't like to talk about doom and gloom without solutions. I don't talk doom and gloom, okay? Because there's so much more than meets the eye. 
I wanted to focus this time on ways to identify this agenda so you have information and know when you see it. And also know that there's always a choice on how you respond to it. And just because an agenda might claim ownership over you through new laws, which will be perceived to take freedoms away, it does not mean that you have to follow that lead. You have a mind of your own. You also always have a choice. Even in a fascist government situation that promotes socialism, which is what many Americans ironically want these days, even then, there is always a choice on what you accept. You can say no, even if it might land you in jail or worse, because what's happening is a test for the soul of humanity, your soul. So let's lay out the situation as it is unfolding now so you have a heads up on what you would do, what you would choose if faced with such a choice from the soul's perspective. As I said last time, the transgender agenda is rolling out to build toward this end goal of AI. It's been happening for the last 70 years, but especially in the last decade. For an introduction, you can go back and listen to the last podcast called A World Reinventing Itself. Ultimately, this agenda is a bioinvasion because it seeks to take the human out of humanity. To do that, you must give up something. You must give up your connection to your creator, your divine connection as a divine female or a divine male. You must give that up. The concerted effort of the transhumanist agenda emasculates the strong male who is the protector and it hardens the soft female who is the nurturer. The feminist movement from the 1960s was an introduction to destroy the family from the inside out and it continues on. Now men become women and women become men, literally and figuratively. And this feeds a spiritual war. The transgender agenda is a core piece of this puzzle, this transhumanist puzzle. And the agenda is all about merging the male and the female through bioengineering, through hormones, also known as chemical castration, and surgery to neutralize the divine male and female in the creation of an androgyne. This agenda is not about cross-dressing but about redefining humans as genderless. That's what an androgyne is. It also re-engineers them to be unable to procreate. So we're looking at a world, a future, where people cannot have their own children. People are going to give birth through a lab. It's a movement to redefine human through the sabotage of the human spirit. Now, not only... Is this influence brought to us by Hollywood and high fashion, which openly claim that the future is transgender? But androgynous couples are being promoted as model parents, and transgender teachers are in the classrooms normalizing this agenda to preschoolers and kindergartners. On October 11th in 2017, 
a federal judge in Wisconsin ruled that Wisconsin's Group Insurance Board and the University of Wisconsin system must provide coverage for operations related to sex changes for state workers. The ruling came after two male University of Wisconsin employees decided to identify as female and were denied coverage. Then another employee, a female teaching assistant, couldn't afford the operation, and she was denied coverage. They both filed a discrimination complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, claiming a violation of Title VII of the Federal Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits sex discrimination in employment. But something wasn't quite right in my mind in reading this story, because in order to file a lawsuit, you must admit your true sex. You must check a box saying that you're male or female. This is a conflict of ethics here, granting money to convert the sex of someone who claims not to be that sex. I don't know. Then on February 15th, 2019, California passes a law allowing 12-year-olds to get tax-paid transgender treatments. Okay, there's something wrong with this too because you have to be 16 years old to obtain a driver's license in California. You have to be 18 to buy a rifle or engage in consensual sex or get married without parental consent. And you have to be 21 to buy a handgun or alcohol. Well, what's going on here is this worshiping of an androgynous God. Where does this trend come from? Again, it comes from Hollywood and it comes from the Catholic Church. That's pushing this also. The Hollywood stars have been selling role reversal since the early films. Examples of films where women play the role of men include Katherine Hepburn in Sylvia Scarlet, an older film, Hilary Swank in Boys Don't Cry, Angelina Jolie in Salt, Mariah Carey in Obsessed, Barbara Streisand in Yentl, Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare in Love. Kate Blanchett in I'm Not There, and Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore in Charlie's Angels. I don't know if you guys hear anything about this in the Hollywood news beat, but in November of 2017, rapper Jay-Z went public to claim that Satanism has gotten a bad rap, and it's really the highest form of being. According to Jay-Z, Lucifer is the way of truth and light. Jesus Christ is the original fake news, and Jesus never walked the earth. The idea of Jesus is just a tool used by smart people to control dumb people, end quote. During his concert, he instructed his audience to, quote, do what thou wilt, end quote, which is Luciferian doctrine put forward by the Satanist Aleister Crowley. Jay-Z said, there is real spirituality and guidance in the church of Satan that you just don't get in Christianity because Christianity is a fake religion built by assholes. Hands up how many Christians here have prayed to God for years and ain't gotten nothing back, just silence and emptiness. Be honest, it's okay, he said. It appears that Satan's minions are pulling out all the stops. They're getting desperate. Hollywood celebrities openly share that they sell their souls to Satan, and they announce it during public ceremonies. I think those of you who watched the 2019 Golden Globe Awards saw Christian Bale's actor 
thank Satan for giving him inspiration to play his role. Not too long after that, the Church of Satan quickly tweeted a response by saying, quote, to us, Satan is a symbol of pride, liberty, and individualism, and it serves as an external metaphorical projection of our highest personal potential. As Mr. Bale's own talent and skill won him the award, this is fitting. Hail Christian, hail Satan, end quote. To promote this agenda, the elite not only thank their God, they use symbols all over the place. You've probably seen some of these symbols flashed on magazine covers, uh, in Getty photos, on TV and in films. These are symbols of Freemasonry. And they're seen by the one-eyed salute to Satan, where you see just one eye showing on a, on a cover, magazine cover, or part of the face shaded out so only one eye showing. They're seen through the hand signs of the Baphomet horns or the devil horns, which is also known as the I love you sign. Um, by the peace sign, what we use as the peace sign is also the devil horns. The 666 hand sign we know is the okay sign. I mean, go figure. Who knew? Worship of an androgynous goat-headed satanic god has been going on since before the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. Go back to Genesis 19.24. Now, I am not a Bible scholar. I'll say that right off the bat, and I'm not going to quote you Bible verses. But practices of the Sodomites celebrated same-sex orgies, bestiality, human-animal hybrids that we call chimeras, and the practice of raping children to acquire supernatural powers. Parents of this generation also sacrificed their firstborn child to the fires for this satanic god. But the androgyne Baphomet that's worshipped today is half male and half female. It's the same one. It's, it was worshipped by the Knights Templar during the 13th and 14th centuries that brought this philosophy to the Catholic Church. The Egyptians worshipped this demigod as Osiris, who ruled over the underworld in the constellation Orion. This is nothing less than pagan worship. And the Catholic Church, as most of us know, claimed pagan worship as their own and are using the same rituals, the same symbols, under new names. The Vatican is prophesied to go down in flames. And based on the revelations in the news of ongoing pedophilia by clergy, sexual slavery of nuns around the world, as well as satanic ritual worship and blood sacrifice of children, it sounds like their karma is catching up to them. Today, the satanic demigod stands in effigy as the Oscar and Emmy Awards. They are golden false idols worshipped by the Hollywood elite who practice ritual black magic in their own right. The Hollywood Walk of Fame itself is a boulevard of idolatry. When A-list celebrities kneel to that upside-down pentagram, one of the most prominent emblems of Freemasonry, they bow down to ego and money and greed, as well as fame. This is the essence of the spiritual forces of evil in unseen realms that seek to take us toward a robotic cyborg reality. This is artificial intelligence without a soul. 
This year, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53, during the halftime show, featured Maroon 5 with all kinds of symbolism that the masses were completely unaware of. I listened to somebody who studies this, and a couple of features that they noted were the stage floor with the, covered with a giant M, which is common for masonry. Uh, other symbols included the black and white colors, an illuminated V representing the fifth age of man and the age of the Antichrist. Now, the Hopi people believe we are at the end of the fourth age, moving into the fifth age. On stage also was a bare-chested Adam Levine, which showed California tattooed across his stomach, a reminder of the recent fires. And the fires on stage themselves were there to invoke the elemental spirits. Now, some people reported that Choosing the effeminate Levine promotes men who are like women and women who are like men, this transgender agenda. But it all goes back to Freemasonry, and the Masons were known as builders. They are not only building up this ideal of one gender or no gender, they're also building one monetary system, one religion, one government under one androgyne or hybrid god. So that is kind of the structure I want you to think about in your head and then just let it go. <laughs> you don't want to keep that there for too long. According to the book, Timeline Collapse and Universal Ascension, this is a book by E.M. Nicolay, who is a remote viewer. Uh, he talked about interdimensional souls incarnating on this planet using hybrid physical bodies to live a alongside human angelic souls for their own soul's mission. So everybody has a mission here on earth. Third dimensional human beings, which he calls human angelics, are service to others, whereas many of these fourth dimensional beings are service to self. He says these quote-unquote alien souls have been here since the 50s, but I'm, I'm thinking they've been here much longer than that. And they work through those at the highest levels of government to bring new technologies to this planet, such as cloning or geoengineering. And they do it in exchange for a host body. So if you feel invaded, if you don't feel like yourself, you might be cohabitating with an uninvited visitor in your vessel. And it's not uncommon today. Just know that you can easily let that go too because you can always decide what you tolerate and what you don't. If you don't want something, claim your, your boundaries and let it go. That which you don't want. But this is ultimately about protecting integrity. The field of attack is the body and the mind, the biological and the psychological and this is the divide and conquer order out of chaos agenda for accessing the soul. There is little chance of an outside alien takeover, which is what a lot of people are talking about. I think that's not realistic because it would have happened by now if it were going to happen. Earth has a magnetic pole that keeps things out. Unless those magnetics go down temporarily, which can happen during a pole shift, and we know this has happened before at least four times, um, 
things do not just come in and out unless they're coming through some kind of portal. But any takeover that happens, I believe will happen on a subtle level as a bioinvasion, much like how a virus breaches the cell membrane by stealth. A virus doesn't knock on the door asking to enter. Neither do dark entities that hitchhike in human bodies. And that already happens. It's called possession. Anyone can be invaded if they are not aware of their soul-body relationship and their boundaries. For instance, people taking drugs, whether they're prescription drugs, alcohol, or psychedelics, such as ayahuasca or peyote. These open you up to possession by entities or spirits. You basically take down your magnetic protection. People with a pathological mindset or those who are drawn to cults also open themselves up as well. As a healer, I notice that many people with parasites and worms reflect a tendency for, if not outright, biopossession. That means that your soul is sharing your vessel with an uninvited visitor. Sometimes this can be physically harmful. I mean, these entities may take on behaviors that are not conducive to your body. Um, and they can affect organs because they're manipulating things. It reflects that you are a victim to narcissists. And these narcissists will take without giving anything in return. So if that sounds familiar to you, you know, consider that you might want to see someone to check for parasites. See how you can get rid of those. Anyway, failure to recognize these symbols and take them seriously means humanity is devolving. If humanity degenerates under this Luciferian agenda, we become victims to those entities that take us all toward artificial intelligence, which is the end game for the synagogue of Satan. What happens next remains to be seen. There is a battle between good and evil in our dualistic world, a world that is set up as a matrix by those who control Earth. What we're seeing on Earth is not necessarily the real Earth. It's a template. The signs are clear. Under the corruption of this world, we are heading toward what the Hopi people call the fifth world. That means four previous worlds came before. We have a choice in which world we want to go to next. That's the good news. Okay, this is not an end. When you see a steam engine coming for you, what do you do? Do you just stand there on the track or do you get out of the way? Does it make sense to fight a steam engine that has more power than you? Unless you're tied down on those tracks, you should step away and let the train pass you by. Do not engage with that. And I believe as the Hopi people do that, there has to be an end to this corruption and that we are heading to the next world. What does that look like? Have you thought about it? I believe Earth will split, kind of like a cell, to create a new Earth. And what will happen is we'll have this new 3D version of Earth as well as a five-dimensional or fifth-dimensional Earth. The fifth-dimensional Earth leaves all of this evil corruption, division, and war behind for peace. So there is this good news coming. Um, you don't have to stick around if you don't want to. It all comes down to choice. 
Your choice will mean the difference of whether you go forward to the fifth or remain here in the third. We'll each get a choice and the soul will decide. And that ends our current discussion. And now I'd like to share a great recipe for colds and flu from herbalist Rosemary Gladstar. Are you ready to jot this down? Okay. Fire cider. One half cup grated fresh horseradish root. One half cup or more fresh chopped onions. One fourth cup or more chopped garlic. One fourth cup or more grated ginger. Chopped fresh or dried cayenne pepper to taste. To taste means it should be hot, but not so hot that you can't tolerate it. So it's better to make it a little milder than hot, so you can always add more pepper later if necessary. Other optional ingredients to add would be a little turmeric, uh, echinacea, or cinnamon. So the first thing you do is you place all these herbs, after you've created them up, into a half-gallon canning jar and cover with enough raw, unpasteurized apple cider vinegar to cover the herbs at least three to four inches. Cover tightly with a tight-fitting lid. Place the jar in a warm place and let it sit for three to four weeks. But every day, if you can, it's best to shake it a little to help the maceration process. Then after three to four weeks, strain out the herbs, reserve the liquid, add honey to taste, and you should warm the honey first so it mixes well into the mixture. And the taste should be hot, spicy, and sweet. Okay, a little bit of honey helps the medicine go down. And you can rebottle this and enjoy it for several months unrefrigerated if you can store it in a cool pantry. But it's best to store in the refrigerator if you have some room. So a dose of this would be like a shot glass on a daily basis. And that's an excellent tonic. So it's neutrifying. But if you're approaching a cold, um, you can take a few teaspoons of this as you feel a cold coming on and take more if necessary to help the immune system do its job. Okay, there you go. And that's all for now, folks. Until next time, healers, lots of love. Visit or consult with Roseanne Lindsay, naturopath, at natureofhealing.org, where you can find her books at her website and at amazon.com. 